You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join JD as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. We have Chris Craddock on the call here today. Chris, Chris, I really appreciate you joining us and we're going to be covering a topic here that I think is long overdue. But before we start, I want to make sure everybody has your contact information. So go to Chris Craddock, that's C-H-R-I-S-C-R-A-D-D-O-C-K.com for your contact information and how they reach you. But uh, Chris is is you. You have a lot of stuff going on. Not only do you have a podcast yourself, Uncommon Real Estate, and people should check that out and get subscribed. But you also have an REI agent program, and you are the CEO of the Redux Group. Um, but why don't we start where I I'm just going to dive right in regarding today's topic, and 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 that topic is how real estate agents and real estate investors can actually work together and, and uh, come out ahead and re- revive some dead deals. Oh, yeah. And actually, we, uh, we changed the name of the course because at first we were targeting agents to teach them how to work with investors. But what we realized is the better, the better, better argument to be had is the investors because so I started off in the investor world. And I went to the agent world. Usually you see people go the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I've never left my roots there. I, I like marrying the two together. And so essentially the way I see it is investor after investor is spending a fortune, a fortune on leads or you know, maybe not money, maybe time, maybe they're cold calling, maybe they're whatever. I just talked to a new investor this morning who called me just to ask for advice. And I was uh, talking to him and he's spending like six hours a day just cold calling. And I'm like, what are you doing with the, the leads that uh, that you can't flip or wholesale? And he's like, well, I definitely can't flip anything because I've got no money. I, I was like, well, what about the, the wholesale side? And he's mm-hmm. like, well, just moving on to the next one. And I'm like, you realize there's money to be had in those, right? Like they're like, if they're going to sell, there's money to be had. And I'll give one, one other example of this. Um, one of my first clients that I took on, um, you know, brand new, fairly new to wholesaling, has had about a $3,000 a month ad spend, been doing it for about three, four or five months, something like that, um, had really no deals that he had done wholesale wise. And then immediately um, when we started working within 30 days, he had almost $10,000 um, coming his way through working working out how to use those leads that he'd just been throwing away that were just way too skinny for a wholesale deal or a fix and flip. And, uh, you know, but, but the people wanted to sell. So there's a lot of money to be had there. Yeah. So let's talk about this, uh, investor agent model that you're referring to. Like, uh, can you you kind of give us a summary, like on a high level of how this works? I mean, I think there's, there's, some things that we have to be careful of, right? Because, yeah. um, um, because as a real estate agent, there's a lot of rules that we have to follow. Um, so how does how does this work? I'm I'm guessing that the investor in some way passes those leads off to the to the realtor, 
Yeah. So essentially <clears throat> what's happening is we're working with, uh, with investors to figure out, um, you know, once, once they real one, a lot of these deals that they, that they don't realize are deals, um, are deals they should hand off to a realtor Two, um, there's a lot of times investors are afraid of cannibalizing their own deals. So they don't want to hand off deals. And so, you know, they'll see these de deals just go and die on a vine somewhere while you're just waiting for them to come back. And if you realize that, you know, I mean, six of those six of, I don't know. I mean, the reality is it's something like, you know, like 60% of the deals you'll never hear from again. So, um, you know, if you were able and, and knowing that 30% of those or 30 to 50% of those can, will easily be converted to retail deals, um, you know, bottom line is there's a lot of money to be had. So one, just teaching people how to see the deals. And then two, um, you know, I hired a RESPA attorney so that uh, a RESPA, you know, basically, you know, an attorney saying who real estate agents can give referrals to, um, to work through a process um, where uh, agents and, uh, and investors can work together um, to make money on these deals together. So it's not necessarily a referral, but a way that they're kind of in business together um, to do these deals and make money on them. So there, there are ways to, to make stuff like that happen, um, according to the rest of attorney. Sure. So when you take talking about these type of uh, partnership, then um, it, are you pretty much kind of tied to one, let's say as an investor, are you pretty much tied to uh, one realtor to, uh, to no, provide these leads or how does that No, work? not at all. Like, I mean, eventually you're going to want to get tied to an agent or a team or just a couple people um, because it, it really, it really does become a partnership. I mean, really does. And what I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you, one of the cool things is I, I man, I spend so much time with, uh, with newer wholesalers or newer investors across the country that I talk to. And I realize that, that like most people are working really hard and making a little bit of money, but not making, not making the money that they're hoping to make. And the cool thing with it is when you realize how much money is to be had in the other side of this deal. Like these guys can just make so much more money. Um, so that's why it's so important. Like, like you literally can probably double everything you're making in your wholesaling business if you do it right. And that's why it's so important that you pick the right agent because it really does become a partnership. It really does. Uh, now, I mean, you're, yeah, you're not giving all of your wholesaling business away or anything like that, but it becomes a partnership. And I'll tell you, the person that I got uh, tied in with when I first started testing this at a massive, massive level as an agent, you know, he he jokes that I'm, I'm paying, I basically paid his house off for him, you know, like, mm -hmm. like that, because that was just the extra money. And, and actually, here's a, a really cool story. Um, early on, uh, these lumber mills, they were, they were, taking the logs and they were milling the lumber, right? And they were just barely breaking even, just barely making money on it. Um, and it was so hard and everything. Well, somebody got this idea that they could repackage the sawdust, like the trash, right? They could repackage the trash, the byproduct and sell the sawdust. And that there were like lots of different uses for it, like a particle board, like all these different things that they could do with sawdust. 
And the crazy thing is these mills that were just barely breaking even started making a fortune because they repackaged the byproduct. They turned their trash into cash. And that's kind of my, my whole catchphrase is like, you're going to revive your dead leads and turn your trash into cash. Like, like this is stuff you were just throwing away. Like you can take that and repackage it and actually monetize it, pay for all of your marketing, pay for probably double what you're going to make income-wise in your wholesaling business. And that's where it just it just becomes really real when you actually look at how it's done. But if it's not done correctly, which is the big problem, and, and we can talk about this later, the big problem is everybody's like, oh, I've tried it, or I've got, I mean, literally, I just had somebody say to me last week, they're like, Chris, I've got an agent that I send this to. My wife is an agent, so we've got this down. And I'm like, okay, how many deals have you closed in the last uh, in the last six months? And it's like, well, I... Uh, I've sent her six and she's closed four of them. I'm like, that's great. And how many appointments do you go on every week? And, and they told me how many appointments. I'm like, you should be sending her six a week and she should be closing three to four of them a week. I was like, we, let's, let's talk through this. And then they, then all of a sudden we started going through their numbers, doing a deep dive in their numbers. And they saw that, oh my gosh, I'm leaving, you know, I'm leaving six figures on the table easily. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, so, as real estate investors, it's all about the the money and the, the bottom line, especially uh, the one, some of us that are doing wholesaling on a regular basis. What what numbers are we talking about here when it comes to the benefit to a realtor? I mean, to an investor. I know yeah. because realtors can't pay a referral fee typically, right? Like, and how does how does that work? Well, there's a number of there's a number of ways that you can kind of go into business together, joint ventures, other other options um, where you can kind of uh, go into business together with um, with investors. Now, I would say this: I do think the easiest and the cleanest way to do it is is that every investor either has an agent, has a spouse become an agent, um, you know, bring an in-house agent in. I think that's just the cleanest way. But there are other ways, you know, through through joint venture opportunities and other other ways there. Um, but what is the opportunity? So the the one that you know, one of the guys I was working with, I mean, literally his three thousand dollar a month ad spend that he's gotten no deals with has uh, essentially brought him back. Um, he has ten thousand pending coming back to him after we started working together for just over a month. So um, yeah, he basically has three x, you know, just over three x his ad spend just in this program, not to mention any of his wholesaling deals, which he hasn't really done any yet. So he's actually going to make a lot more on this than he is in his wholesaling deals. So, you know, just to remind everybody, if you want to go in a deeper dive regarding what Chris is talking about here, make sure you go to his website, chriscraddock.com, where you can collect more information. We'll make sure we have that information in the show notes. And then his podcast is Uncommon Real Estate. Um, but uh, so that with that being said, when we, as, as real estate investors, you're right. I have, we have, uh, we're spending money on lead generation. We're doing yellow letters, uh, pay-per-click, you know, a number of, of things. As soon as they uh, show, really don't show any interest selling to me. I mean, we, we, you move on to the next one. Are you, are you saying that they're, there's a, a group of those people that were just kind of setting aside that's dying on the vine, if you will. Uh, 
are, are there some in that list that we should notice and identify as opportunities for realtors that we might not be today and that we should be sending those as well? 100%. And, and it's got to be done right because the second you're referring it to a realtor, they're, they're out, right? It's all about scripting it correctly. And, and I mean, there's a whole process and this is, this is what I teach is, is the process of teaching the correct handoff, teaching a way to not turn them off, teaching a way like th that's that whole thing that I teach. But I mean, here's, here's the question. How many a week, how many appointments do you have uh, set a week in your, your business? Um, I don't know, four or five. Four or five. So that means right off the bat, what, what I can tell you just, you know, give or take a couple appointments is you should be setting eight to eight to 10 appointments a week for a real estate agent um, that, you know, could be in there. So you're looking usually double what your appointments are or what, what you would have in retail leads that, that would set, be set there. And the reality is you probably wouldn't see that until you really go into a deep dive in your data, a deep dive into how you prequal people, you know, just a number of things where, you know, there's, I think, I think you probably heard of this. Uh, it's called a reticular activating system, your RAS. Basically, the things that you think about uh, like show up. And so like when you get a new car, all of a sudden you see the car everywhere on the street. Mm -hmm. So when you, uh, so the same thing is when you're thinking about, okay, is this a distressed seller? Is this a motivated seller? Is this somebody that's going to sell? All of a sudden you start seeing motivation in a different way than when you're saying, is this somebody that's going to sell under market to me? And then you can, can realize that you've just got money that, that you've been throwing away for months or years or, you know weeks or whatever it is, however long you've been doing it, you realize you've just been throwing away money there. Sure. So you mentioned that, um, or maybe I put the words in your mouth, that there are signs of, of people we can pass on to realtors. Get more times than not, you know, uh, uh, when, when I'm on the phone with a potential uh, seller, uh, they claim they already know a realtor or they claim they already, you know, um, Everybody, <laughs> everybody knows a realtor. Everybody's uncle's brother is a hairdresser and a real estate agent as well, right? <laughs> right. So how do you how do you if that if that's the case that's that's their first blocker? How do you typically knock that down so you can get your realtor in there? Well, I mean that's that's that whole thing is um, so what I teach in in our course is one how to identify the right the right partner agent. And it really is a partner. And, and that's why that whole JV piece works, works really well. And, and I'll tell you um, over and over and over again, everybody's like, Oh, I've got an agent that I work with. Okay. How, like Dr. Phil, how's it working for you? You know, like, you know, that's the big thing is how's it working for you? If, if the agent there is, is good. Now, maybe, maybe the agent hasn't been trained well because success in our business and, and, investing and in re retail success is always about two things, activity and skill, right? So maybe they're doing the right activity, but their skill isn't good. But then again, you've got, you know, you, you've got like the Jim Collins, you have the right person on the bus. And I would say this, most of the time, the agents that people have chosen are a buddy, a friend, a family member, somebody that you just like, but is not the person that's going to change your family's financial future. So that's where it's so important to go through the right process on that. And, and I'll throw one last little thing on that before I, I jump into the question you were asking was, uh, you know, I'm in uh, in a small group, like a group of agents with uh, Gary Keller. So I'm part of Keller Williams and, you know, the top, 
top agents in the company um, are coached by Gary. And one of the things he said, which I, I'll never forget, because it was so audacious and so ridiculous that he said it. He was sitting up on the stage and he's like, do you want to know why I'm sitting up here as a billionaire and you guys are sitting down there as millionaires? And uh, I'm like, dang, he's going to say something like that. I'm going to listen because that is like crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, because I'll kick all your butts at hiring. That's it. I'll kick all your butts at hiring. And you realize that this isn't hiring, but it kind of is. You're picking a person that is going to change the destiny of your family's financial future if they do a good job. So so that's the one thing. Number two is you're just setting an appointment. And and this is part of the handoff system that we we teach how to do this because you're scripting on this will make or break this. I'll see, I'll say most, probably about 50% of the deals you will sign, not deals that you'll set up for appointments for, that you will sign would say no if you set the appointment for a real estate agent or ask them if they wanted to talk to a real estate agent. So that's why it's so important to follow it. We've got a, a script and a whole, like a whole dialogue that we teach on that. But the second you say that, everybody's just like, no, because they didn't call you to talk to a real estate agent. They called you to talk to an investor because they have a problem that they need you to solve for them. And mm-hmm. um, they don't think the problem's answer is talking to a real estate agent. They'll go talk to their own real estate agent if, if that's the deal. So that's why it's just so important to, to know that you're coming at them as somebody that solves their problem. And that's that's also why it's important to partner with an agent so that you can have a solution for them because, you know, that's, that's our job. The best in the world are the ones that solve people. The people that make the most money are the ones that solve the best problems. Right. Now, so let, let's, let's take a step back there then. Like what, if, if a person is going to pursue what you're, you're discussing and we have to essentially build that team find those proper realtors that we can hand this off to. Because frankly, I, as an investor in the area, I want to hand it off to somebody that I know will, will follow up with them, uh, is top professional in the industry that they can, they can deliver what I'm promising. Oh, yeah. Like what, what, are the, what are some of the questions or the process in, in helping you find these, these people? Yeah. So, so I teach this, um, these, this is what you're looking for. And I teach, um, to ask questions around these. Um, you want somebody that's hungry or happy, hungry, humble, and smart, right? If they're not happy, they're going to get bitter with you about asking for commission split and, and the splits you're asking for are pretty high. But if you follow our system, the value add you give them are huge because, Oh man, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole here, but I will. I'll go just to the top of the rabbit hole. That's all right. <laughs> oh, all right. So, so here's the deal. I found that investors are willing to spend a lot of money, a lot more than real estate agents are. And the reason why in business, they call it a fixed cost versus a variable cost. A fixed cost is money that goes out no matter what. A variable cost only happens when the transaction takes place. So real estate, so investors I've found are much more willing to spend and have a higher fixed cost. And in real estate agents are much more, I guess part of the reason they became an agent versus an investor, I don't know. They're much more willing to spend a lot more money on every deal that closes than they are money up front. So that's where this mesh comes together perfectly because investors are already paying the fixed costs and, and agents are willing to have a higher split if the variable costs, if they're just paying on variable costs, just on what closes. And so 
So that's where you go and, and you, you need to find somebody that's happy because otherwise, you know, what you're going to ask for, and, and this is, again, we're teaching people to ask for more than, than probably what they normally would have thought they should ask for. So, um, you know, they're happy. Um, and, and honestly, here's the deal. Who cares if that agent makes an extra 250 grand because of their being in your world next year um, without spending any extra money on marketing? They should love you. They shouldn't fight you and say, oh, why are you charging me too much? Why are you? you? They should love you. And if they fight you, it's the wrong agent, even if they're closing a lot of deals. That's not who you want in your world. So happy, hungry, and when the door is closed, they'll find a window that gets open, right? Like, like somebody that takes no for an answer is not who you want to be in business with. Um, and there's so many ways to look at hungry. When you open up their chest, they've got a heart of a lion inside saying, I want to win. I'm going to win. Because honestly, if they don't have that, those are your leads. Those are your deals. And, and just picture it like this. You know, we just watched uh, Game of Thrones again. And, uh, you know, like the trial by combat, that's your champion that you're sending out into the ring for you, right? They, if, if that champion goes and dies in the ring, you know, because he's like, oh, they said no, sorry, you know, or then, then your money dies in the ring, right? Like if, if that champion goes out into the ring and is like, like, I'll tell you what, they may have nicked me in the arm, they may have nicked me in the leg, you know, kind of like the Black Knight and Monty Python, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But they, uh, they're, they're still fighting for it. They're not going to take no for an answer. That's who you want in your, as your champion. So happy, hungry, humble. This is one of the big things. Um, there's a lot of things we tell agents to do that's different than what they normally do. And they, oh my gosh, so many, like, like some of the first clients that I took on, they're like, they're like, well, it's not working. And I said, why isn't it working? And then I started asking, did they, are, where are we doing? Are we doing this? Are we doing this? And it was just so amazing because as soon as they're like, well, the agent says that they don't normally do it like that. And I'm like, yeah. And the agent normally doesn't make money. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, tell them to do this or you're going to fire them and get a new agent. And it, it was amazing because as soon as they told them to do what, what I told them to do, or they're going to get fired, the agents did it. And all of a sudden it started working. Like it was just crazy. I'm like, you, you can't say the system doesn't work if you're not following the system. And then as soon as they, they follow it, they see that it works. And so if an agent isn't going to be humble, man, get them out of your world. You don't want somebody like that because frankly, I put myself at people's feet every single day that are better than me and just say, what can I learn from you? And if, if you're not, and, and, and understand this, I'm incredibly confident, but confidence and humility can live in the same world, right? Like, like so many people think that, that humility is like meekness and just saying, oh, well, like that's not humility. Humility is willing to learn from others, willing to put yourself at others' feet, willing to not pay the stupid tax and learn a lesson somebody else has fought hard to learn. And then smart, you know, goes back to that same thing, which is you don't learn the same lesson 50 times in a row. You can learn it quick if, if you get... You know, if you learn a lesson, you don't pay the stupid tax and learn it again and again and again and again. But you you have like this this lesson that you learn, you put it into place so that you can all start making more money together. And it's also um, it's, it's not just IQ, it's also EQ. You know, being able to be emotionally intelligent as well. Sure. So you know, I I keep I don't want to keep pressure, pressing you on on this, but can you give us like a quick example of of like common opportunities that an investor would typically like let die that you would see as, as a gold mine, like, okay. like certain keywords or something there. That, <laughs> sure. That, uh, um, so here, here's the, here's a prequal call. 
I, I ask you, um, let's, what's the average price point in your, your area? Well, as a first time home buyers, everything under 300,000 probably right now. Okay. Under 300. So if I, if I were to call you and you said you want to sell for 200 or 250 on a house, ARV, you know, after repair value is, is 300. It would sell in the market for about 300. Let's say it maybe needs, maybe it needs uh, 20 grand worth of work into it. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about, you know, 270 minus any sort of agent commissions. It gets you just under the 300 mark. If I were to say 250, would you see that as a, let's say I owed 250 on the house. What would, would you see that as a deal or would you pass on that? I probably wouldn't see how I'd make money on it. Right, right. So something like that, um, immediately, you would likely look at it, you'd, you'd be on the call, you'd check it out, you see their mortgage was too high, um, maybe try a sub two or a owner financing or some sort of other creative financing there, you realize it's not going to happen for whatever reason, it's that that's just not going to happen. And in all likelihood, you're going to do what 99% of other real of, of other investors did said, Hey, do you want to talk to a real estate agent? You know, no, I'm good. What if they do a flat fee? You know, no, I'm good. Uh, or maybe, or whatever, they'll talk to him. The deal will go to him, uh, or, or it'll just die, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you've probably seen that like what, probably 50 times in the last two months, right? Um, right. So, so instead of that, you know, you're just you're looking at it, and you you just send you're sending out your agent on it on the appointment, and you know that like. That's that's it. You send them out on the appointment. You give the agent a bat. I mean, everybody would want an at bat there, even if they want to sell to an investor. I mean, could you imagine Michael Jordan not wanting the ball in his hands? You know, like to have an at bat. Could you like? And that's that's why you want somebody that's hungry. You want a winner, like who says, mm-hmm. "Man, give me the reps. Put me at bat. Like like don't don't let me sit there. Let me get in front of this person and convince them that that I've got the right to." And then you know, honestly, there's there's the whole system that we go through. For us, you go for, with the investor at the beginning to set up the system and then the agent for once you're in the in the house in front of the people and actually their pre-qual call. But that's that whole thing is like, if you don't have an agent that just says, hey, give me an at bat, you don't have, you you haven't followed the system because it's not somebody that's hungry. But man, I want I want those leads every day of the week. I, I, I want that for me and my team. If, if you, you have those and you don't have an agent for that, man, send them to me every day of the week. <laughs> No, now that you're talking, I, I do recall quite a few conversations where I've been pretty upfront with with the potential seller that uh, it's it's likely not going to be a good fit for us. And then, in in those situations, they still want somebody to come and look, you know, like and those are like extremely low hanging fruit. But in those situations, um, because they're they're looking for my number, um, why? Why does it have to not be a good fit? Like it doesn't, you don't even have to tell them it's not a good fit. You send them well, out. Well, that, that's just my point. I, I just don't have today, don't have anywhere to, I, right. I don't have anything to what, to, what to do with them. Like, you know, I, um, I'm, I'm happy, <laughs> happy to offer referrals to real estate agents, but up until now I haven't considered working out some kind of partnership like you're suggesting. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Are you personally licensed or anybody in your organization? No. Okay. 
cool. Yeah. So then you have to work out the other, the other piece of it and, you know, get, get something going from there. But yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. See the, the relationship with realtors that we typically have fostered ourselves are, um, we do get a, a pocket listing here and there, you know, realtors know what we do. They, they, they understand our quality. They'll bring us a listing. But what I typically do is if I, if I buy that listing, then I list it back through the realtor who's brought it to me. And you should, you should, so, if the second an agent gives you a deal and you don't take it to that, that agent, even if you have a relationship. So the investors I have, I totally understand if, if an agent brings them the deal, they need to do that because the second I bring an investor a deal as an agent, um, you know, I, I do a lot of investor deals, but you know, I, I work more on the agent side with investors. The second I bring an investor a deal and I had one that wasn't going to list with us. And I'm like, well, you're dead to me. You know, Mr. Wonderful and Shark Tank, you're dead to me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm never bringing you another deal. I will personally let the deal die before I will bring another deal to you if you're not going to do that. So 100% don't sever those relationships ever. But it doesn't mean right. that you can't create an house relationship. Right. So, you know, uh, Chris, we, we've chatted for a good half hour here. And, and uh, uh, I just want to remind everybody again, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you check out your podcast, Uncommon Real Estate, again, and then uh, chriscraddock.com if they want to reach out and, and definitely take a look at your, your training. Uh, is there anything else that we probably should, should, have, should cover here today before we... Not really. Yeah. So, I mean, the class, yeah, it's just Chris, on chriscraddock.com. You know, my Instagram handle is at cradrock, C-R-A-D-D-R-O-C-K, uh, old high school nickname. And, you know, I like it. <laughs> and so, uh, um, so that's the deal there. But yeah, I mean, um, that, that's the whole thing is, I mean, the investor and the agent should live hand in hand. So a good friend of mine, um, Tom Kroll, who uh, ran, runs Wholesaling Inc. forever, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just so interesting because he had always said over and over again, he's like, throw away the retail leads. They're, they're not worth your time. Like get them out, get them out. Don't, right. don't do anything with them and distract you all the other stuff. And then, uh, it's so funny because I heard my story and heard how like literally we were sending investors like between 40 and $50,000 a month by closing those, like a month by closing those deals. All of a sudden he's like, so wait, you're telling me you really have cracked the code here because that's a lot of money to send every month. You know, that's, that's like more than half a million dollars a year. And I'm like, yeah, I can, I can literally show you the, uh, the referral sheets on it. And he's like, man, that's powerful. That's impressive. He's like, if you've cracked that code, that is a code that everybody needs to understand because they're leaving a lot of money on the table. And, and honestly, most wholesalers just aren't making making that much money. And I hate saying that, but, it, but we know that it's true. And so if you're able to, to add, you know, a serious amount of money to your bottom line, I mean, that's, that's where the whole game changes. Yeah, no, this is, this has really been an interesting co- uh, topic. Um, so just kind of summarize a couple quick things. You mentioned um, essentially whatever we're booking for ourselves as wholesalers right now, you probably could double that number as bookings for a realtor, if you find that right one. 100%. Um, you're looking for somebody that's happy, hungry, humble, and smart. Um, and uh, that's just good partnership in general. I mean, I, I think that's, that's um, 
too bad we can't come up with a, a fourth H there. I know. <laughs> just, I was just at a mastermind. Actually, listen to this. It's so fun. Um, one of the masterminds I'm in, we went down in San Antonio and there's a ranch that has tanks that you can shoot and machine guns. So we're down there shooting tanks and machine guns. I got back late last night uh, but yeah we were talking around the bonfire on everything and he was like one of the one of my buddies that actually runs the mastermind he was just like are you kidding me he's like you've got all this stuff going on you can't come up with an extra with an extra h <laughs> i was like i can't i was like i don't have one i've tried nothing great <laughs> so no that's awesome uh it, it, it's just it's, it's just funny and uh, I, I definitely like to check out the tanks and stuff sometime. That'd be, that'd been fun. Um, oh man, I'll tell you what, go to my Facebook page or yeah, whenever you get a chance. Uh, actually, I just loaded some of the stuff on there. But yeah, I there was this anti-tank gun as well that we shot. So I shot it, you had to hit this uh, little red button and I kid you not, my hat blew up. The sl- some, they had a slow-mo video, it like blew like there was this like shooting mat, like 10 feet away from it. It blew it up. All you saw was a dust cloud. It was amazing. <laughs> amazing. Wow. So yeah. That's, 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 that's yeah, cool. So no, I, I really appreciate your time, Chris. This has been, this has been great. Um, and uh, I hope that you and I can maybe chat a little bit further about, about some different aspects. Um, and uh, because you know, we have quite a few realtors who listen to the show and I kind of came, we kind of came at this discussion as, as an investor, but uh, I think we might want to switch roles sometime in the future and, and talk about what this would look like for on a realtor's point of view. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and that's how we started it. It was as an agent and, uh, um, and so uh, but but I realized the agents are out there need to pair up with an investor. And then we realized, I mean, I, because I'm I'm pretty active in the investor world, I was like, oh my gosh, like the investors are the ones paying for money that are just that's just going away. This is this is for the investors and to go find the agent that's that's right. So, uh, but I think I think there's a just a mesh there. But it's got to be the right agent because most agents, I mean, let's just be honest, most agents are terrible. So it's just true. Well, you know, I, you know, I I mentioned to you that I'm I'm up near Fargo, North Dakota, and you wouldn't yeah. think our market is that large, um, but uh, per capita, I I want to say we have probably the 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 thickest amount of of real estate agents per sell per sellers. I mean, the the density of real estate en- agents in our market is is almost ridiculous. We have over 900 realtors in this little market, and uh, I, I can't imagine most of them are probably not even active, you know. So when, when people are, you know, potential sellers are talking to me and they already know somebody who's a realtor, it's, it's a part-time thing at best right. for most people. Right, right. No, absolutely. And, and that's where it's just so important because if you pick the right person, it really will change your financial destiny. It really will, 100%. Well, thank you again, Chris. And uh, again, to remind everybody, check out your podcast, Uncommon Real Estate, as well as uh, your website, chriscraddick.com. Thanks again. Thanks so much. This is great. 
This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time and tell a friend.